Today, we turn our attention to ancient and early medieval East Africa. Like previous episodes, I'm recording this podcast as a way to deliver lectures to my 7th grade students while the coronavirus keeps us all homebound. I sincerely hope everyone is doing well, keeping up with their studies, and finding time to relax and enjoy life. Episode 3, Axum in East Africa. Before beginning, let's take a quick look back. In episode one, we looked at the rise of modern humans in East Africa. Episode two focused on the Bantu migrations throughout Africa, south of the Sahara. In this episode, we'll go back to East Africa and study the trading kingdoms of Kush and Aksum. Christianity and Islam will make their appearance in Africa toward the end of this period. The key idea is that Axum became an important center of trade between East Africa, the Mediterranean, and Arab world. As you listen and fill in notes, think about possible answers to the following essential questions. Question 1. What effect did trade have on the East African kingdoms of Kush and Axum? And question 2. How did contact with other religions change life in East Africa? Let's begin in the ancient land of Nubia, located south of Egypt in the upper Nile Valley. Egyptian pharaohs long used Nubia for its valuable resources in gold, ivory, and slaves. By 1000 BCE, the Nubians had freed themselves from Egyptian rule and started their own kingdom known as Kush. The Kushites even managed to briefly rule Egypt from 750 to 663 BCE, before being driven out by the invading Assyrians from Mesopotamia. The Kushite capital of Meroe became a center of trade and iron-making in East Africa. Trade down the Nile River maintained economic and cultural connections with Egypt. Kushite culture borrowed heavily from their neighbors to the north. Meanwhile, trade across the Red Sea connected the Kushites with Arabia and beyond. Altogether, the Kushite trading network connected central and eastern parts of Africa with Egypt, the Roman Empire, Arabia, and India. The Kushites, who learned ironworking from those Assyrians who forced them out of Egypt, traded iron tools and weapons in exchange for luxury goods like glass and jewelry. The Kushite capital of Moreau prospered from about 250 BCE until 150 CE. It was replaced by a new trading power to its south, known as Axum. Axum is located in modern Ethiopia. Originally founded by Arab traders, it combined African and Arab cultures together. Over time, it became a major center of world trade. Salt and gold from Africa, cloth and jewels from Arabia and India to the east, Olive oil and wine from Rome in the Mediterranean, and slaves from all over moved through its ports. Competition for trade led to conflict between Axum and Cush. In the 4th century CE, King Izana, 
the Aksumite ruler, invaded Kush and conquered it. Aksumite culture reflected its cosmopolitan way of life. Cosmopolitan describes a place where people from many different countries come together. Greek, the international language of the time, was spoken widely throughout the kingdom. Christianity, another cultural import from the Mediterranean world, was practiced by many people as well, so much so that King Azana converted to Christianity around 324 CE and made it the official religion of his kingdom. Trade, like migration, is a source of cultural diffusion, or the spread of culture. As people and goods move from place to place, their culture follows. Let's take a break from our notes. I want to take a few minutes and talk about religion in Africa before returning to our history on Axum. Prior to the introduction of Christianity and Islam, Africans practiced a wide variety of traditional religions that were indigenous, meaning they originated in Africa. Despite many differences from one ethnic group to the next, most Africans believed in one creator god, as in monotheism, yet worshipped many local gods like other polytheistic religions around the world. Elements of animism, or the belief in nature spirits that influence daily life, are also found in these traditional African religions. These traditional beliefs have lasted for hundreds of years and continue to shape the way of life for many people living there today. Over time, however, many others have converted to religions introduced to Africa by foreign rulers, traders, and missionaries. Christianity and Islam are widely practiced throughout Africa today. Christianity first came to the continent around 100 CE through Egypt. As mentioned earlier in our lecture, Christian monks began evangelizing, or seeking converts, in Aksum in the 300s. Aksum remained a powerful Christian kingdom for the next few hundred years. Other parts of Africa, especially along the coast, were exposed to Christianity beginning with the European Age of Exploration in the 1400s. Trading posts became pockets of Christianity throughout sub-Saharan Africa. Large-scale conversion of people living beyond the coast waited until the arrival of Christian missionaries during the age of colonialism in the 1800s. Meanwhile, Islam made its presence felt in Africa shortly after the prophet Muhammad founded the religion in 622 CE. Muslim Arabs conquered Egypt and the rest of North Africa by the mid-700s. Beginning in the next century, Muslim traders established contact with West Africa as part of the Trans-Saharan trade in gold and salt. Muslim Arabs also established trading posts along the coast of East Africa. Many merchants and political leaders converted to Islam at this time. Unlike North Africa, Islam spread through trade, not conquest. Arab and Islamic traditions were often incorporated into local customs but did not forcefully replace local religions. Unfortunately, the presence of competing universal religions in Africa has led to a long history of conflict. Tensions and violence between Christians and Muslims persist there to this day. Back to our lecture. Aksum remained an important power in East Africa until the 600s. Followers of Islam 
captured cities once held by the Christian kingdom. The Aksumite capital was moved to the better protected lands in the Ethiopian highlands. The loss of cities on the Red Sea cut off Aksum from most of its trade and its connections with other Christian lands. At this point, it went into a slow period of decline. Despite this loss, relations between Christian Aksum and its Muslim neighbors were relatively peaceful until the 1100s. Muslim states moved inland to gain control of Aksum's trade in slaves and ivory. On a side note, this is around the same time as the Crusades, when Christians and Muslims fought a series of wars for control of the Holy Land. Further losses meant Aksum was no longer an important center of trade and culture in East Africa. Well, that's it for today. Please take a few minutes and try to answer those essential questions that I gave you at the beginning of lecture. Question one, what effect did trade have on the East African kingdoms of Kush and Aksum? And question two, how did contact with other religions change life in East Africa? Thank you for listening to this episode titled Aksum in East Africa. Next, we will look at the trans-Saharan gold and salt trade and the rise of wealthy medieval kingdoms of Ghana and Mali in West Africa. Mm-hmm.